Baby, 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 it is July. Wow. And I feel like and you're I'm alive and young. <laughs> it's not really July. We're just... Well, and I'm bilocating. Don't hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't just June. don't discredit my ability to bilocate from uh, where am I right now? Don't discredit Ireland. I'm in Dublin. Don't and discredit I bu- our ability to record and then uh, post a, a something later. Dude, I'm currently bilocating. Just everybody you, know that you me, and Padre Pio, me, Padre Pio, uh, maybe John Vianney. There's a, there's uh, rumors that John Vianney, and those are two of my favorite saints. Did John Vianney bilocate? I think he could have. <laughs> I mean, anybody could have, but but I've never heard that about John Vianney. Well, uh, what I, I I'm learning something about Ir, uh, Irish people because I'm headed to Ireland. Yes. Well, I'm currently there right now. Yeah. And I'm headed to Medjugorje. Yeah. And it's this is phrase in Irish that goes like this. Well, if it's not true, it should be. Yes, I've heard <laughs> that a lot. <laughs> You get to uh, maybe experience, uh, what, uh, what I think what we talked about a few months back, of uh, Irish Alzheimer's. <laughs> You're you, mad at you everybody. F- you forget everything except the grudges. <laughs> except the grudges. <laughs> I, that I, is true. It When I heard that, I, d- I forget where. I was on retreat. I was reading. I was on retreat in Iowa, early January, and yeah. I'm reading, and... I was reading. My spiritual director urged me because I, I was th- I was thinking about grudges. Okay, I was I was holding on to some grudges from for years, you know. And it was like we kind of were we were like, all right, let's okay. let's let's work through this. Let's yeah. get out of this. Let's not hold on to these. And one of the one of the reasons he gave, and I was mm-hmm. like, why am I like holding on to this? And he said, "You're Irish." And I was like, <laughs> well, "What the heck? Don't you know? You can't just." And he said. He said, look it up, look it up. And so I looked it up, and there was this whole article about Irish Alzheimer's. You forget everything except the grudges. Uh, d- is that what your parents do when your mom and dad are in the house? You're like, Marty! Uh, by the way, I love Boston accents. So, Which you don't. Apparently, you've never heard. Uh, anyway, so we're recording this in June um, because Father Kerry is leaving for his sabbatical. Uh-huh. But we thought we would you know, get in another couple episodes. Oh, yeah. So that the whole summer, I'm not just like, you know, <laughs> solo pastor interviewing pain. people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did have uh, what you've already heard is uh, interviewed uh, Father Pratt, Adrian Manessis, David Newmeyer, and then uh, Fathers Healy and Porter. The associates did, uh, of pain. As we're recording this, I have not heard what they. I was actually in the other room, but I just put my headphones on because I didn't want to. Not because I didn't like. I find I don't like them. Rob, Rob, uh, five out of ten, one out of ten, three out of ten, six, six out of ten. Okay, good. Oh, right, shots good. fired. Good. good, I love it. Uh, well, you what? know, I I started it five out of ten. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even so give like him a two out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even give him the option. Anyway, okay. you can tell us what you what you think of the associate pastors of pain. Okay, yeah. so uh, last month I was in Poland on a pilgrimage yes. with with twenty college students. Yes, well, awesome. Nineteen college students, myself, and then a couple shop. Anyway. We were traveling over there, and it was just like, you know, United kept us apart. Uh, I'm, and <laughs> yes, you had some travel we, issues. We spent three days, like, in Frankfurt, two days fully in Frankfurt Airport, and one day delayed, and it was just mayhem. So I'm over. Hey, we have a listener in Poland, by the way, last month. Oh. And it was me. So I listened <laughs> to the past episode, 
And as I'm oh, listening to it, yeah. and I texted you. Yes. Luckily, I have Wi-Fi, and I. I Luckily, just, the internet works in other places besides yeah. the United States. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I texted you, and I said, "This podcast sounds exhausted." I didn't even recognize my own voice. So we did one. This was a couple, a little while back, but it was, it was in May. It was on early May. It was on priestly burnout, and it was like. Uh, and we both, I mean, so I, I listened to it after mm-hmm. the fact, and you listened to it, and I think we both agree. I mean, we sounded bur- <laughs> burnt out. <laughs> and so we got, so what was so funny is we got, after that, I got a text from a guy who's actually, he's an RCIA, he's becoming Catholic, <laughs> and he was like, man, I just had no idea. Can I like bring you guys some food or something? Dude, like, like someone had died, you know? <laughs> uh, and so he did. He brought us over a lasagna, and I was like, "That's and funeral that's potatoes." So nice. Did he bring them? And then <laughs> no, a lot of people, and then several. I mean, lots of people kind of commented on it, and um, you know, like, "Gosh, you guys, are you are you, are you okay?" So I think, in a good way, it, I think it opened people's eyes to that there are, you know, that. And again, this whole podcast is not just about us, but like, there is a, you know, there is a real, it's a real thing. Oh the, yeah, uh, the, uh, the burnout. And 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 I and I would say you know part of that was based on like a tweet that I put out and then part of it's based on us, but I think also we would say we're we we know a lot of priests around the country uh-huh. and it's it's so it's not just like oh Stillwater is such a like a hard place to be a priest because really comparatively speaking it's not we no. have we have brother priests that are far more that inundated are, yes in. that it, the work is larger harder. The people are less supportive. I mean, our people are supportive. I feel yeah. loved. Anyway, so we feel, want. Yeah. We just want to reassure everyone. Can you feel the love? Yes. Yes. We're we're okay. We're okay. <laughs> uh, okay, but I, I will say this: like after that podcast, then I spent the next twelve days traveling with college students, and it was basically like six a.m. every morning to eleven o'clock every night. And that that's really weird. That'll like burn. I got invigorated oh, yeah. with zeal. So so physically As, tiring, but spiritually, yeah, emotionally, yeah. yeah. Like every day, I laid my head on the pillow and I was saw. I would sit down on the bus, and that's why I kept walking on the bus every day. You know, just chat. I mean, you know, we pray morning and evening prayer, rosary, that sort of stuff. As we traveled to different places, but I kept my feet moving because if I sat down, I was in. Yep. People are like taking pictures of me and putting them on our on our Google Google pictures. They're like sound effects not included. <laughs> That's so awesome. anyway. I feel like I got some zeal back and joy and rest. Anyway, but this is not what we're talking That's about. That's not what we're today, talking about today. today. We're talking about boundaries, and you got boundary issues. I got boundary issues. Father Porter is about to have boundary issues, but not. Yeah, oh. we're not uh, violating people's personal space. Oh, what? Um, oh. So here's, this is the deal. This is a, it's a very interesting thing. Boundary that issues. I, okay, so I've been, I've had three three assignments in my priesthood. Christ the King, where I was an associate pastor. And so, you know, you just like, yeah, as an associate pastor, you, you're learning, mm-hmm. you're taking care of people, funerals, weddings, daily mass, confessions, you know, the good, you know, the good stuff. Yep. Then I was in charge of Bishop Kelly High School, which is not a parish. And so, it's therefore, a high school. There was no, you know, issues with parish boundaries. We could take any kid from anywhere. 
And yeah, we, did, and we, did. Gr- we had kids from 46 zip codes. And they all come to one high school to play sports and do music. And get holy. And, and, get, and get holy. holy and get, and holy. get the best education yeah. in the city of Tulsa. Heck yeah. State, Actually, state of Oklahoma. Uh, whoa, what? whoa, whoa. What about Holy Family Cathedral? What? They're starting a high school. Well, that's another podcast. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Catholic high school rivalry. Ooh. Bish bash. In the same diocese. Um, so then uh-huh. when I moved here, I had to learn, you know, so one of my first questions when I learned I was coming to Stillwater is, okay, what are what are the parish boundaries? Um, because then you know sort of what are your, 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 geographical. your geographical, you know, boundaries. And so I was talking to Father Ken Harder, and he said it to me, and this is the way I think of it. It, it is Payne County, north of the Cimarron. That's, that's, that's our parish boundaries. But then, you know, if you look at who goes to church here, if you look at our, our parish directory, you will see the vast majority are still, have a Stillwater address, okay? That's, and then... then st- Stillwater is in Payne County, north of the Cimarron. Then you'll see um, a lot of addresses, probably 50 to 70 maybe, that say Perkins, okay? Perkins is Payne County, north of the Cimarron. Mm-hmm. But then you'll see some that say other towns. Perry, oh. which is not in Payne County. Uh, you'll see Morrison. Not in Payne County. Not in Payne County. You'll see a little bit of like Cushing. Not in Payne County. Guthrie. Oh, Cushing's in Payne County, isn't it? Oh, Cushing is in Payne County, but not north of the Cimarron. Right. Guthrie. Not in Payne County. Orlando. Not in, not in Payne County. Mole Hall, not in Payne County. Glencoe, Payne County, County north of the, the Cimarron. Cimarron. That's Wynn. Pawnee. What about Agra, no, but not Agra? Agra is not north of the Cimarron. Oh. Kearney, not, not north. north of the Cimarron. And if you're listening out there in, in the world of Oklahoma and you're like, I what have never they? heard of you these places. You should look these places up. You should go on a little road trip and see um, God's country. We're... And then, and then most recently, we've had um, some Spanish speakers coming in from other places that don't have a regular Spanish mass. Ponca City. Oh, right. Kingfisher. Hennessy. Hennessy. And it's, it's a, it, I, I don't want to say, like, pe- people are not problems. Uh, I, and I don't, I don't mean it like that. But in the world of the church where we have a, a law, we have canon law, like it actually matters. So just just uh, Wellston, we have a fam- so we have a family in Wellston. Wellst- Wellston is way I know, but oh. it's Spanish. It's all about Spanish. Okay, can can we take a little can we take a little like history lesson right now of okay. just dioceses and the yes, history? Please like, go. So basically, like big dioceses. So every so if you don't know, the diocese came from the Emperor Diocletian. This is my history lesson that it was taught to me years ago by a historian. That the I di- think most people are going to learn something right now. Go. Okay. Diocese came from Diocletian the emperor. He was the Roman emperor. And in order to control his empire, the Roman empire, he broke it up into little Diocletians or places that he called dioceses. Diocese. And he put a little Caesar in each one of them. Now, benefit to the church. Sometimes the civil authorities do something that benefits us. Like... The University of Kansas Great Books Program started Clear Creek Monastery. Voila. And a lot of great books programs throughout the United States, all from KU. The greatest gift of KU or the government of Kansas to the church ever in history. So the diocese 
all over Europe and all over the Roman Empire. So you're talking North Africa, Asia Minor, even into Persia, modern-day Iran and Iraq, Kuwait, broke up. Even the Mediterranean was broken up into dioceses, regions that the Romans could control their, 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 their locales. And so this governor, in one part, didn't have to go all around somebody else's region. He just had to talk to the governor in the next diocese. So diocesan history. Well, when the church starts expanding, mm. what happens? They begin to plant churches. They begin to build churches. They begin to, bishops are put in different regions along with their clergy, their priests, and their deacons. And in that diocese, you have a bishop. And then as the, as the, as the faith spread, things were broken up into different dioceses. So, for example, in, in North America, it was both French, Spanish, English, French, uh, and, and then Spanish along the south, and then French in the in the south as well. But then you also had like the diocese of Guadalajara, Mexico, was also covered Colorado. Yeah. So you have historical things like that. Yep. So so dioceses then re kind of refashion themselves. I think Ireland has twenty one dioceses in it, and some are very what they call. And it's like the size of New Jersey. No, it's it's half the size of Oklahoma. So it's I thirty five to the Arkansas border, Kansas, to the Texas border wow. size. Because we did that with Katie Asco when we oh, were yeah, planning our here, yeah. Ireland yeah, pilgrimage. Yeah. We're like, what kind of geography yeah, are we looking at? How big is this place? Yeah, like how are we going to get Isn't from that this? amazing? That's amazing. But they, they had so many. So anyway, diocese, very important. And then there's geographical boundaries. So zooming in, like... You know, Wyoming has one diocese. Arkansas has one diocese. I think New York has like seven. Um, Boston, uh, Massachusetts probably has five. Four or five. Four yeah. or five. The Oklahoma has two. And it goes, it divides the state in half. So it goes, um, the, the northern border is basically I-35. But then it dips in and gets still water and then dips back out. Um, so they carved out Payne County. Yep. That, when the diocese looks like split. a little... Looks like a little 50 years ago. We're in our, we're in our, we're celebrating our, the Diocese of Tulsa is celebrating our 50th year, 1973. And then it loops around Oklahoma City around the Cimarron River, right? Yep. And goes along this path and, and then catches Durant, or for you people who are outside the state, Durant. Durant. Uh, And then it catches Durant, Idabel, um, and then hooks back up to get Northeast Oklahoma. And then across the border where Grainola is, Francis Murphy and his family live up uh, north of Grainola. It goes right along the Kansas border. Grainola is like two miles from the Kansas border. And then it swings on down. So it's, yeah, so it's very interesting. So you, you, you know, those of you who live in like border, what I like to call border towns. <laughs> like Stillwater? <laughs> like Stillwater. Stillwater is a Catholic border town because we're surrounded on three sides by a different diocese. So I went, if I go, <clears throat> if I were to have mass, I had a funeral one time in Perry. Yep. Right? It's a different diocese. When I get to Francis, our Pope, <laughs> I have to say, I have to remember that I'm in a different diocese, and I have mm-hmm. to say, and Paul, our bishop. Yep. Yeah, I had mass uh, uh, a couple days ago at uh, the Center of Family Love in Okarchi um, oh, for yeah. Francis, our Pope, and Paul, our bishop. When I go to Houston for Francis, our Pope, and Daniel, our bishop. All right? Yeah. You have to know where you are. 
um, because you're in a different diocese. And so it, what, it, what, it, what happens is it gets a little complicated. It's not as easy as everybody thinks. So I had, I had this, there's a family here that lives, it, they, they come to church here, but they live in the different diocese. Well, I'm working on their annulment. And I fill it all out. I mean, it's a big process. We get it all done. I, I, I mail it to Tulsa. Oh, no. Tulsa mails it back to me. And, and they're right. I mean, I, I should have known that, and I didn't. So I get a note from the judicial vicar, and it says, we have no jurisdiction on these people. Send it to Oklahoma City. Because both bride and groom, who are seeking the annulment, they, they don't live in the Diocese of Tulsa. They do not have what we call domicile. Yep. And so I did. So I had to kind of redo it, send it to Oklahoma City. Annulment, you know, took a little bit, came back, and, and we're good. But, but it matters, yes. you know, it matters where you live. Geographical so boundaries. Right. So then it also gets interesting in terms of like parish boundaries. So we have an issue. I mean, we don't have an issue, but like, so in Stillwater, I mean, our arrangement here is if you're a student, you go to St. John's. And if you're not a student, then you come to uh, St. Francis Xavier. It used to be really blurry when both of us arrived. Right. It was uh, students, faculty, staff, of Oklahoma State University. But then it but but over time it you just went wherever you wanted. So for those of us for those of our listeners who based are based on the priest. Well <laughs> so this like, is what happens. And so in Tulsa, <laughs> in Oklahoma City, and anywhere you live, right? What happened I mean in Tulsa, in in Tulsa itself, in the Tulsa area, there are, I don't know, twenty Catholic churches. Yeah, well, let's go with that. And so people pick their parish not based on parish boundaries. Um, I've been told in, in the Diocese of Tulsa, we have not like promulgated parish boundaries in decades. And, and I think, and I'm not, there's nobody's fault and, and it's not, I think most bishops and, and priests, I think we have just sort of given up on enforcing it. Yes. Because what happens is people want we have we have a consumer mindset that has made its way into the church. So if you live in Tulsa and you you want um, you know sort of high liturgy and organ music, you're going to go to certain places. If you speak Spanish mm -hmm. and you're, you you live and you live right next to Christ the King, you're not going to Christ the King. Yeah, because they don't have a Spanish Mass. Christ King is a great place and beautiful people and a beautiful church and great priests and all the things that you want, but they don't speak Spanish. And so they're going to go to St. Francis Xavier, they're going to go to St. Thomas More, all those kind of things. Okay, uh, uh, my beloved home parish when I was in school, grade school, was St. Pius X. St. Pius X was, they built a neighborhood basically for Catholics. So when I was a kid... That was a heavily Catholic neighborhood. Huge Catholic. So St. Pius was there. It was Full of people. Every Sunday, they, I remember Neva Smith, who was one of my classmates, I remember very clearly standing next to her dad at Mass one Sunday, and we were in the cheap seats, like way up in the upper echelon, like up, up in the upper row, looking down on sort of the ambo. So it like, if you're standing at the clock, it was like, it was like 11 o'clock high. And I remember standing there with Neva Smith's dad and thinking, this place is full. The choir would like walk down and walk around in front and go. And it was so full. But also those neighborhoods around there were so full of Catholics. 
And now those neighborhoods are not full of Catholics. They're full of elderly Catholics or people who are dying. And just other people who have moved in. Yeah, yeah and other people have moved yeah. in. So now those parish boundaries, which were this, this, this region, don't have that many Catholics in them. So I'm going to push you, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, when we talk about parish boundaries, I'm going to lean on the like, well, like, does, does the, you know, it can't you just go wherever you want. Right. But, but people do. Um, and, and so, I mean, uh, just, I think we're not going to solve it today, but like to acknowledge that it's a, it's an issue in the church and for, for pastors, uh-huh. when people kind of come to a place that is not their proper parish, I really struggle just out loud here of like what to do. Do I say, we are so glad you're here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Here's parish registration form, which is actually like not required. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Um, Or, you know, or do I say like, no, go like, Go go back where <laughs> go back where you came from, but then because what happens is a lot of times it, is people there's been some experience in that other place that hasn't been very maybe positive, and I know I mean I know there's people in Perkins who ought who ought to be coming here mm-hmm. who don't come here because we're what I've heard is we're we're too big, uh, they don't like the music they don't like me. They don't, and so they go, and start with they don't like they go, you. Yeah, uh, you yeah, and bad. so they go, they go to, they go to another place. We had a guy for years. He lived on the east side of Stillwater. He's deceased now, and he drove right by us and went to Perry. I mean, I have students that come here because they like. I like being around families and not just around college students all the time. So I mean, it's, yeah. So, so we we we, ba- we balance that. So it's a hard. It's yeah. So we're not going to solve it, but it's a, it's a it's a it's a difficult. I think the pastoral thing for par- for pastors. We, we yeah, we know Tulsa well, so we can speak of Tulsa, where you have. Like, I was at Holy Family Cathedral the other day. Beautiful church, beautiful music, lots of families. Not, and I bet you, if you looked at their zip codes, it would probably be from distances far and wide. Now they come there for Sunday mass because they love the cathedral. How do you minister to them? Say someone is sick and you're going to anoint them and they live 20 miles away or 15 miles away. Now that priest there has to go 15, 20 miles away to anoint somebody, but he also has to drive past, say, say the person lives in South Tulsa. Uh, as you're driving there, you have to pass three parishes. Yeah, multiple boop, boop, boop. All the way down. And you go like south of St. Bernard's or maybe it's out by St. Anne's or St. Benedict's where the family lives. Or maybe it's like, you know, uh, east of Tulsa, you know, out on 412. And you drive past multiple parishes. Three parishes on the way out there. So it's interesting because cathedrals are kind of different in that anybody can go to the cathedral. Let's do a little canon law. So let's let's talk about what a parish is. So I just want to help people to sort of choose the right parish in the sense that I think your number one option yeah. has to be the parish closest to your house or the parish the parish boundaries in which yeah. you live. But okay. you may not know that. Okay, so this is Canon 515. What is a parish? A parish is a certain community of the Christian faithful stably constituted 
in a particular church whose pastoral care is entrusted to a pastor as its proper pastor under the authority of the diocesan bishop. Okay, that's a parish. So a parish ought to be a stable place. And that's where this sort of constant, you know, like people jumping around. Uh, uh, Oh, like, I mean, so priest moves happen. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Oh, he's my favorite priest. Come on, kids. Yep. We're, we're going over there because hap- we, we go wherever Father is. It happened in Denver, two parishes, five miles. The bishop moved a guy five miles up the road, up Broadway, and we were living at the parish of the seminary house, and literally the church, uh, half the people left and moved up the yeah, road. Yeah, that's not good. And That, that just, is dis- We want to discourage that. Right. So a stable, a stable community. Okay. So then here's yep. the part about parish boundaries. Uh... uh Okay, as a general rule... Oh, a general rule. As a general rule, this is Canon 518. As a general rule, a parish is to be territorial. Oh. That is, one which includes all of the Christian faithful of a certain territory. So, for Stillwater, or for Payne County, St. Francis Xavier, Payne County, north of the Cimarron. Yep. And that gravel road up north, south of that. And that's... Yeah. <laughs> There's that gravel road up north. It's like that's the boundary. Well, whatever, the the, whatever, boundary. whatever. Yeah, whatever is in the whatever's in the in the county. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I lost my place. Okay, here we go. Here we go. When it is expedient, however, Ooh. personal parishes. So that's you. Bam, Saint John Catholic. Personal parishes are to be established, determined by reason of the right language or nationality of the Christian faithful of some territory, or even for some other reason. <laughs> that's you. That's, that's me. That's you. The right, I'm, Byz- for, I'm Byzantine, so it could be a Byzantine parish. So in, in Tulsa, we have a Maronite right. That's uh-huh. Le- Lebanese. Okay. It could um, be Spanish or... The or Burmese. That speak Zoe. Zomi. Zomi. Zomi, yeah. So that's a... Yep. Pedi- uh, that Catherine would be like a personal, a, personal, a personal parish. Um, but anyway, what, basically, what, there, there is a, you live, if you are on earth, you live in a diocese, and you live within a parish boundary. Yeah, so like Holy Family Cathedral, uh, St. Pius, I went to St. Pius when I was a kid. My parents thought it would be very important to be involved in the parish because we go to school there. Same thing with Holy Family. When I look around at all those young families there, it's like, why, what's, the common, what's the common denominator here? And the common denominator is they all go to the school. Yeah, because, you know, Father Gary Castle's homily, psh, it was okay. The music, eh, it was really I'd it was, rather it was, go. It was kind of beautiful. Yeah. But, well, just kidding. But if we, look at, if we look at our history here, people in Stillwater, and I'm not, it's not criticism, but people, in, you know, there, there was a lot of back and forth. Across Highway 51, across 6th Street. Yeah, so the parishes, St. John's and St. Francis, were... At one time, we we determined 0.9 miles apart. Uh huh. And people would go back and forth. Oh, I want to sleep in a little bit. Yeah, I think we'll go. We'll go to St. John's. Today. And half oh, my registration well, was St. Francis, and half of yours was St. John. Yeah, a third a third of parishioners were registered in both places. Yeah. And so, is that if we go back to the canons, is that a stable community? And okay. I would say no, right? So we, we, I think part of what we've tried to do yep. uh, under the ad- advising of our bishop, this is not something you and I sort of just drummed up on our own for fun, because um, <laughs> it, it hasn't been fun. It's, it's, it's stressful. Been, it's been stressful. Um, 
that we wanted to build a stable community. And so if you are a student, you go to St. John's. And if you're not a student, then you come to St. Francis Xavier here in Payne County, so north of the Cimarron. I, I saw <laughs> on one occasion, uh, and I read about it later, it go down where a, there was a parish that was dying. And it was an old priest, and it was some focused missionaries who got married and went to this parish, and then in their parish boundaries, and there were lots of other really excellent stuff going on at other places. And they said, if we're going to have this parish evangelize this part of town, we need to invigorate this with what we have, the skills we have. Yep. And so what did they do? They look around, and it's a bunch of old people. When they started having kids, they started bringing back some of these programs and like giving some energy and even bringing some of their friends over um, who were, they wanted them to move to that neighborhood because of this parish. It's like, let's reinvigorate this parish with life. And then they started having festivals again. Yeah. And young people, it was like, it was like downtown Tulsa. You build McNelly's and all the other stuff started moving around. And the around. BOK Center. Yeah. Yep. Um, last thing I'll say is that um, parish registration is a myth. <laughs> um, we encourage it because we want to know who you are. We want to know, but... Next you're going to say Ash Wednesday is not a holy day of obligation. It's not. <gasps> uh, what? <laughs> but parish registration. So somebody, if, if you're in a parish setting, if, 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 if parish registration is required of you, um, there's a lot more. That could be a whole other show. But basically... Parish registration is good, and you should register in your parish, including ours. But it's not, but it's not required. Uh -huh. um, you can't be denied a Sacraments. funeral, let's say. Well, you can't. No, you can't be buried here because you weren't weren't registered. Anyway, there's a lot more that could be said. There's really interesting. If you Google canon law, there's a there's a whole bunch of like really interesting things about parish territories, and but we don't have like published parish boundaries because new parishes have been founded. Since yep. the last time we did. Anyway, so take care of your boundaries. I just want to be a good priest. All right, have a great day, everybody. Peace.